My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Our guest today is Barry Croning. Barry Croning, principal and founder of Croning Communications, is a trained and accredited professional life coach, certified NLP master practitioner, coach and mediator. Barry uses the principles of authenticity, courage and excellence to guide new and introverted leaders to become impactful leaders. As an introvert coach and leader, Barry understands the challenges introvert professionals face in today's loud and demanding world. She guides her clients by coaching them in private sessions on leadership issues, whether it's how to coach and give feedback, handle conflict and negotiate, speak up conflict in meetings, develop and engage the direct reports and peers, or manage up. Barry loves seeing these leaders step up as role models and become comfortable in developing and leading others, as well as managing up with effective and constructive communication. It's the most exciting aspect of our work. Additionally, Barry offers communication and leadership training programs to organizations that want to create a healthy culture and high performance teams. Chronic Communication serves clients from small 50 employees to large 50,000 plus employees organizations. And Barry has worked internationally with over 2,500 leaders, teams and individuals in a variety of industries such as high tech, finance, government and academia. Barry's skills and experience are based on her educational background as a master's in law from Utrecht University, the Netherlands, and experience from having worked for many years in human resources. In her free time, Barry spends time in the great outdoors, hiking, skiing, kayaking, and sailing. Barry, welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Thank you so much, William, for having me, and I'm really excited to be here on your very successful podcast, I, uh, I heard. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Barry. And our topic today is the introverted leader. So our listeners might be listening in and they might, might kind of go, well, I, I don't think I'm introverted. Uh, I'm, I'm confident. What, what is introversion? Introversion, it is really a temperament. And um, when we, we look at introversion and extroversion, so those are two sides of a continuum everyone is somewhere on that line between introversion and extroversion. An introvert is typically someone that likes to be alone to recharge and an extrovert likes to be around people to recharge. And that's the biggest difference. It's a little bit more complicated than that if we dive into like the hormonal aspect of things, but that's basically the, uh, the explanation of introversion, extroversion. And if I'm in in a meeting, then how might I know I'm an introvert? You know, what are the things that 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 impact me in a meeting, or why might I walk away frustrated from a meeting amongst my peers or team? 
Well, let me ask you, um, William, on the scale, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in the middle? I would be somewhere in the middle, definitely tipping towards the extroversion type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might you might actually recognize these things yourself. When we're in a bigger meeting, and I would say more than four or five people, the introverts are the people that are typically quiet. And they are speaking up whenever they have to say something, whenever they feel like they have to say uh, something about the topic. They're just present. They're observing. They're listening. So it's the quieter, softer spoken person, often overlooked in the room, especially in a room full of extroverts. So um, so that's you're looking at for, for someone with smaller gestures, softer voice. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it's minimal body language, isn't it? Uh, they're, they're, it's more constrained. Is how that they're more reflective, and sometimes when I speak with my own clients, if they're more introversion in in nature, their frustration is why bother in meetings? I I I hate I hate people speaking over me, or will people listen to me? Or so so. What advice would you give to people if they wanted to? own that space what's that work that you you do with people yeah i and i i get that a lot so that's very recognizable um you know nowadays we have a lot of online meetings so in an online setting a lot of introverts like to use the chat function and like to participate in that way and also um and and then I think there's a part of being an introvert is also educating extroverts. <laughs> and so there's also a part of, yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm a deep thinker. I need some time to, to crack, come up with my answer. So an introvert can also ask for that in my, in that's, I, I believe that. And we can take a moment in the, in the, uh, in the meeting to say, I really would like to give a thoughtful answer to this, but I would like to, I would like to take a moment to think about it and collect my thoughts. And so really to help each other, the fast thinkers and the deep thinkers, you know, in a meeting to help that balance. And I think a meeting facilitator also needs to be aware of the different needs. A good facil- a facilitator is aware of different needs in the group and will facilitate that, make it easier for introverts to speak up and for extroverts to listen in that moment. So it's not, it's not all on the introverts. And, and that's what I was going to think is sometimes the extroverts were kind of go, Oh, will you hurry up? Or that person isn't speaking. So I'm not going to trust them or, or whatever. And the, it, here's, here's what I'd like to, I suppose, inform people or make them aware of is there are many strengths to being an introverted leader. And I, and I think it's the unseen strengths that are the biggest challenge because a lot of people, uh, there's a bias towards extroversion people because we can see certain behaviors. So this is a challenge in people's careers, isn't it? So what are the hidden strengths that extrovert people may not be aware of? There are, yeah, we have, we, I say we, because I'm an introvert, we have many, many different strengths and the, I think the main things that jump out are we're very well good listeners, observers of people, of situations, uh, prepare really well for meetings, thoughtful, reflective. So 
in a sense, we're good decision makers and introverts need time for that. They need time to collect their information and to prepare and they make really solid decisions. Empathy, warmth. Introverts are social people in the sense that one-on-one introverts can interact very effectively in a warm manner. They make connections one-on-one. They, they usually have a small network, but it's a very solid network. And in organizations, that's so important to, to have a solid network, especially um, I'm thinking of introverted women, let's say in more male environments. I can work a lot with women engineers. And to have a solid network is really key to in, in their leadership role. Yeah, I, I find this fascinating uh, coaching introverted uh, leaders. And I think that's the thing is about their, their we, we, I want to talk about networking now, because once they have a relationship with someone, it's about the depth of that relationship, where an extroversion, it'd be Brett. So, oh, I've got, I've got two and a half thousand people in my network. And then the introversion person might go, yeah, but how many people can you actually rely on or depend on or, or trust or bring a challenge, isn't it? So there, there is that piece about depth, isn't there? It definitely. And, and that's, you know, and that's one of the things that is often misunderstood is although introverts are quieter, there is an enormous depth. And when we ask introverts a few questions, they will share and they will open up when start feeling comfortable with another person that, that that doesn't really come out in the first contact or in the first meeting with someone so that is um that is a challenge and it, and it's something for extroverts to understand and to know about introverts it's like we're not introverts are are quieter but have a lot a lot a lot to say very meaningful things <laughs> and if i'm an extroverted team member and for example my whole team is full of extroverts yet our manager then is an introvert and we want them to share straight away and all this type of stuff and i want to know what you're thinking and i want an answer immediately and all this type of stuff mm-hmm. what what is it that we advice would you give to that team if they're listening in here what is it that we could approach our, our, our team leader in that way or a manager? That, yeah, that advice that would be to help your introverted manager prepare by giving them a, a little heads up. And uh, let's say if there's uh, a conversation that needs to take place, give them a, a one-liner agenda if, so they can already kind of start thinking about, if, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, an introvert can think about okay, how, what is the next step here? And so it, it's, it's not often that it's right on their tip of their fingers, unless they have a lot of experience with the topic. As the introverts, uh, people respond secondarily. So that's give, the, give an introvert time to prepare. So give your boss a heads up what's coming. And also if there's a change coming, give them a heads up of a change. And ask questions. I think that's an important part too. Although an introvert boss, once they're in a leadership role, you know, they, they need to develop that um, kind of ad, ad hoc response ability as well. 
So there's, you know, different, different things that um, people can do. And when we talk about visibility then and networking, this is the thing that in careers and people are often overlooked. I know many people who are introversion nature would be averse to social media or LinkedIn or networking. So, you know, there is that heavy bias towards extroversion people say, well, there seem to be the people who get things done. The reality is probably very different. So I'm curious to know what advice you give people about their personal brand to be more visible. How might they do that in a way that works for them rather than competing with an extroversion type person? What what is it that they could do that works for them? Well, introverts like to write rather than speak. So that is something, and it's also something that I've used as a, as a you know, marketing technique for my own business and to connect with people is by writing, writing articles. Uh, introverts like to re- do research. And so leaders could, um, could, could write about certain topics. Um, they're probably more inclined to write an email than to pick up a phone and have a conversation um, or join a, a large meeting or so. With regards to networking too, it's like networking can be done for introverts. You know, the last few years were basically, they were in heaven because we can network from the computer mm. and we can make really meaningful connections on LinkedIn and we can make and have that conversation and develop a relationship and be a thought leader um, on social media. And uh, we don't have to necessarily, in, introverts don't necessarily have to go to big, large meetings because they will get overwhelmed um, but with smaller, smaller group meetings um, are more comfortable. So, yeah, it's a great environment right now. <laughs> It is. It is. It's, it's much more conducive to manage your, your energy. And that's the thing about introversion and extroversion. It is about where you get your energy from and how do you manage your energy. If, for example, we're now moving back into a hybrid world where the reality is if we're asked to go back in, we're asked to go back in for something that's quite large then. How do I, because I do a lot of coaching on this as well as, is how do you start easing yourself into a big, a big gathering uh, there instead of just staying in, in one place, you know, by, by the coffee machine or, or whatever. <laughs> the safe space. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what advice would you give to people before they go into a big gathering like that? Because that's going to be the reality. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it depends on the gathering. When people are, when introverted people are seeing someone that they know, they, they tend to go there and they connect one-on-one first in a, in a bigger gathering. One-on-one, introverts are comfortable. And so they scan, usually people would scan the room and uh, see if there is someone that they know and go there. Or someone that's also standing alone sometimes, uh, you know, because introverts are not shy necessarily. If there's one person that's just on their own, they, they can go there. 
And, um, and, you know, afterwards, it's really important for an introvert, you already mentioned it, and you, you've seen this in your coaching too, I think, is that introverts need to manage their energy. A wise introvert is, is scheduling about, you know, time to recover after a, a big meeting or a big conference or, or those bigger group settings. Yeah, I think that it's really important you say that because I often go through time management and personal productivity with, with, with people. And I would often say to uh, managers then after these, where are you scheduling in your alone time? And I think that's the most important thing if you're an introversion type leader, because if you're to flex to go into these gatherings or to have difficult conversations or whatever that's draining your energy meetings or is how you building that into your diary that you have alone time, you could be still emailing or whatever, but it's just, it's not sucking your energy. Is there, is there any advice you give around that? Yeah, it's, it's not a luxury. Uh, to have a long time. It's really a necessity. It's, it's, it's self-care a long time. I think, especially when, when I think back of that uh, introverted leader with that extrovert team, for example, it is really helping others understand that there is, a, there is this need for a long time. So it's, it's really also communicating to others like, hey, there's a block of time during my day that I'll close my office door and that um, you know, I, I need that alone time. Um, let's say if you're in working in the office and of course an introvert needs to schedule it and needs to stay true to their alone time because if if introverts don't they get overstimulated they get irritable less productive less effective and you see this too in your uh, in your coaching work I, uh, I understand is that always that open door po- policy of always been accessible then you know, it's it's about having certain periods where we have an open door policy rather than that full 24 hour access, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, so I, a big part of my work, I see I coach introverted leaders and I also educate extroverts because I think it, you know, it goes both ways. And so there's a lot of misunderstandings about introversion, uh, especially uh, in, in a more extroverted group. And I think there's a big part of his educating extroverts. So that that's, it is a part of saying, hey, as a for an introvert, this is my need. I need to be alone now for a couple of hours. And unless the place burns down and, and also for the introvert, it is, it, it's not always possible, of course, depending on the work environment, but ideally it's a more effective leader. I think that education piece is really important for both an introversion type person and an extroversion type person. So for the extroversion, it's to flex into introversion to be more reflective and to do more listening. Um, the the downsides of being a, an extroversion type person or an extrovert is that we might be impulsive or we don't listen or we're we're rash in decision making we haven't fully thought things through and for an introversion type person it might be because i'm so fond of of typing i might overthink or i might have 10 emails open and then not send any of them and then my workload is building up so when i'm working with people on workload and trying to manage the balance of doing the task and managing their team this often comes up um, there, so there is that educational piece. Just on that, because I, I I had that piece before with a, a, a client, and I'm just curious as a fellow coach. If somebody's ten emails 
going on. There's a bit of perfectionism. It's not just it's not just introversion, isn't there? It's it's that attention to detail. There's a lot more. It's a lot more layered than just oh, that's introversion, isn't it? I think I think we're quick to label stuff too quickly when there's a lot more to the context or a lot more to the personality. Well, of course, there are different styles. Yeah, you know, so we have we have many different styles in the workplace. Where you know, there's this well-known models that identify four styles. And there are different dynamics in each style, and it's it's not um, that is that is different than the introvert extrovert dimension. And so, more people are more focused on uh, on a vi- bigger vision, and other people are more focused on the details, and and other people are more focused on relationships, and and there's a group of people that is more focused on tasks, getting their checklists, uh, you know. Um, all done so so there are the different there are different styles within you know the dynamic of introversion extroversion go back to the networking piece this is where zoom and virtual calls and teams are so good because for introversion type people they had an exit strategy I know this is an hour and I know I'm not to schedule something afterwards, isn't it? There's, there is that people have developed strategies then. So if you're going back into the workplace in a hybrid uh, situation now, what is it? What, is, what else can we do? As introverts? Yeah. Yeah. To save our energy. I think it's, it's the balance in our schedule. And to and really, I think the key for introverts to be effective is to embrace the fact that they're introverts and knowing what they need in order to be an effective leader and there's still I still speak with people that are introverted and when I coach them I had another a gentleman the other day and he said I actually feel shame around being introverted oh yeah and that was my response too and you know and it's just this this man is a middle manager, manages a team of about 45 people. And as an introvert, he, he felt that be, people uh, often have judgments about introverts and, um, and they're, they're, not, they're not quite accurate. Yeah, so going back to the needs that we have as introverts, uh, really embracing the needs that, we, that introverts have, that, so that's the inner work that an introvert needs or need not needs to do, but wants to do when they want to be effective and authentic and really show up. I remember, you know, a, a few years ago, um, because I've been struggling in the workplace too, to be, I just want to be honest, I was an HR manager yeah. and I've had, um, before I owned my own business and I've had my own struggles being an introvert. And um, I remember a few years ago, I decided to just embrace it. It's like, I'm an introvert. I can be quiet. And that's okay, because I do other things while I'm quiet that are as effective or even more effective than speaking up in this moment. And so I think embracing and really stepping into the temperament that, that an introvert in their temperament and accepting and I think that's the biggest thing that an introvert can do for themselves 
in any situation, hybrid or in the office or or online. I'm so glad that you're embracing this and there's there's a bit of self-acceptance because I think in culturally or in certain organizations there is this like you need to be have more executive presence or something like like that and uh it's it's not fully understanding introversion and it's it's nature uh there and it can be done you can do excellent presentations it's how you manage your energy before and and afterwards and as someone who knows many uh, introverts what I'd like to maybe ask you if that's okay about the, the your learnings from those struggles is what advice would you give to your younger self so if I'm early in my career and I'm in, a, in the workplace and and um, I have a preference for introversion what advice might, might you give your younger self that's a great question and the advice would be Recognize your strength and go with that. And everyone that tells you that you need to be an extrovert, you need to be more speaking up, more extroverted, more showing up, give yourself time to do that. And it's, it, it's okay. And there, it's more than okay because once, you know, once you embrace your introversion, and once you understand what that means and what the, your needs are, your specific needs, you can communicate those better and, um, and, you, and your strength, you can communicate your strength better. So you become more visible in the organization when you can communicate your impact and your strength. I think it is about creating awareness very early on about um, navigating some of these challenges that introverts have, especially in an extroverted culture such as you know for example the american culture that i work in so and again it's about that self-acceptance self-compassion this is these are my needs i've i've often come across people who are introversion in nature and i made the assumption that they're extroversion because they're flexing up yeah and then and then they will say um, thank you very much. I need to go now, and they and they and they exit, making no apologies. This is what they have to do. So this is part like it's it's a bit like you wouldn't ask permission if you needed a drink, or you know whatever, or if you were hungry. And this is part of your energy then as well. So this is this this is an important conversation to have, isn't it? For people is just to say, okay, this is it. And what are my strategies? How do I flex when I need to flex? And within the context that I'm in, what are the challenges I need to overcome? So whether that is public speaking or speaking up more at meetings, then it is about giving myself time. Again, it's a bit might maybe give feedback then to a facilitator or an extroversion type person one-to-one afterwards to say, you need to, you need to create space for me to move into that space. So you know, along those lines, you know, it doesn't have to be just like that. But I think, I think there is behind behind uh, every challenge, there's some sort of opportunity there, isn't there? 
There is definitely, and there are strategies to navigate. What I always stretch in, in with my coaching clients is that they really don't have to, they don't don't want to, you know, change their temperament or who they are. And you're alluding to, you know, but you can flex your behaviors. You can change something in your behaviors to uh, make a connection with someone. And if that if that behavior is to be a little bit more outgoing then that could be really effective, you know? So that's uh, going back to that introverted leader uh, with that extroverted team. It's like, there are moments that, yeah, they require to flex and not to change the temperament, but to flex. And then you can go back to you know, being, a, yeah, energy management and, and all that. That's what needed. And when I'm working with teams, we often do a, a, a psychometric uh, personality assessment. So there's a range of tools that I use. I'm not going to go into them. It depends on the organization I work with. So I, I adapt to them. And often when I'm working in, in teams, we go through how we get our energy from, how we like to communicate, the level of detail, all the stuff that you, you covered before, uh, how we prefer to make decisions. And some people who are maybe introversion in nature don't like to reveal certain aspects of themselves because it's mm-hmm. that's personal, isn't it? So there's a bit about that that personal boundaries and space there that people need to understand. Yet also there's something that we need to maybe let go a little bit. What are your what are your thoughts around revealing introversion to my team or some if someone was apprehensive about that? Is it that they fear that it will be used against them or to be judged? What, what do you think is going on for people? I think definitely um, there is some judgment around it. Um, and um, I think one-on-one conversations are really important. So I believe that if, we ha- if introverts have one-on-one conversations about, uh, about what, it, what it means to be an introvert and in you know, in, in work, what, what some things are that um, could come up as a challenge or as a, as not, not, they're not only challenges, of course, so um, positive things. And so, um, and I also, so one, in, I would discuss this in a kind of a smaller group setting. So one on one or with two, two other people on the team. Also, um, you know, it, and you know this, you're a facilitator as well. What I do in, in my groups when I do training, I have a lot of like diet, try it uh, uh, conversations taking place because in those conversations, it's it's way easier for introverts to share. And uh, yeah, yeah, there are there are judgments. And yeah, I I decided at some point, you know, what do you think of me? Is is not of my business, and I am, I'm bringing my best forth as an introvert, and these are my strengths, and uh, I feel comfortable uh, with that, and so I, I really hope for a lot of people that they could get to that point as well. And can I ask? We speak a lot about reflection for leaders and self-acceptance and compassion for yourselves because leadership is a very tough job you know, yeah. I know so, sometimes yeah. a very challenging on the podcast you know for leaders but it's, it's really to be thought-provoking that's my intention for somebody listening in here what are the different ways 
during my work week that I should be trying to recharge? What's the self-care that I can do whether I'm at work or maybe in the evenings that, so say for example, I've, I have a young family. Work is demanding. Home life is demanding. You know, I'm a mother or a father. I've lots on. How do I, how do, what are the things I need to do to, to build that in? That's a really important question. Because that's kind of, that is our, our mechanism to, that is introverts mechanism to, to be able to show up when, you know, when it's asked for is to manage their energy. So I would say for the young, young parents, I mean, I've been a young parent. I've been a single mother for 20 years with two little kids working in, uh, in an HR management position. You know, when we came home from school, they wanted to immediately like do all these things. I said, I need 10 minutes for myself. So I asked them, I need 10 minutes. So maybe you can go to your room do your homework or draw or whatever. I need 10 minutes. And so that for me in that moment, that was enough to recharge because I, I told him I cannot listen right now to, I would love to listen to you and I would love to be present. I just need 10 minutes for myself. So asking for that time is really important and also explaining why. Not, not everyone will, I mean, if it's your family, they will understand at some point, but not everyone will understand. But I think introverts tend to push through when we feel, when an introvert feels that they're up to their used energy, basically, they're over, getting overstimulated. If you push through, you get irritated, you uh, cannot show up for the people around you, the people that you love in your family. So sometimes even five or 10 minutes is enough. It's, it's the introvert's responsibility to, to ask for that. I mean, it's something that I really had to learn and, you know, still sometimes, but it's, it's not difficult for everyone, but it's really something that we need to do. And may I, may I ask, you know, there's, there's different ways to do that, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's just closing your eyes for five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, breathing is good. It, it depends. It depends on the person. I think that they're mm. going, you know, reading, reading a book, even even sitting down with a book for read for, for like 10, 15 minutes in a quiet room. I think the main thing is that we can that we that introverts learn ways to calm their nervous system. So it could be just sitting in a room by themselves or sitting in the yard for, for 10 minutes with a cup of tea, just knowing that they can be completely by themselves, that there are no demands put on them. So, um, so that would be, you know, setting some, some rules and some boundaries. It's, a, it's also about boundaries within the family. But it could be yoga. It could be, you know, I love to go into nature. So um, personally, I, uh, I, I recharge in nature by myself, going on hikes or you know kayaking or whatever it is for per preferred person. If you're with a family with young kids, you say, "Yes, it's impossible to do." And um, you know, there, people might find ways to uh, just carve out ten minutes for themselves to, uh, yeah, to to even if it 
if you need to put a non-disturbed sign on your door for 10 minutes, like, yeah, that, that could be, uh, that could be working too. And I think a good analogy, you know, it's those solo pursuits or that, that alone time is really important, whether it's kayaking or, or whatever. And and I, I love going into the woods. You know, we've we've had people talk about um that forest bathing, um, if you want to call it that. And it's it's a bit like, you know, charging your phone or electric cars now. That needs to be recharged. So if you don't recharge, you're going to not have the range or the bandwidth to deal whatever of personal challenges, professional challenges, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, an introvert cannot show up fully and authentically and, and connect with other people when they push through that, um, yeah, that, that energy, uh, um, that lack of energy at some point. Yeah. And, and that's a bit like what I say is if you are going into the office meeting lots of people, make sure you are fully charged going into that. And you know what is your next recharge outlet after that. So it's a bit like planning your trip, isn't it? What can I expect? It is. It is planning, and um, and it's it's every day. It's it's not like okay, I'm I'm recharged. Uh, It's every day, every I think every hour, every uh, people need to really introverts really need to look at how am I doing, how am I feeling, what do I need right now. Oftentimes when I talk to people about that planning piece, especially for that networking piece, is I'm, I might say, listen, have three or four questions ready, armed before you go in. And sometimes if people ask you a question or is that, is that gap, it's just like, okay, what is it? Like, you know, those curious questions I often say to start a conversation going. And, and some people... Um, that breaks the ice then, especially one-to-one or, or groups of three or four, that it allows them to be involved in some way. So that's part of that. So we are coming to the end of our time. This is really fun, William. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, it was, it was a delight to speak to you. So many people may be interested in, in you and hearing more about you. How might they do so? Yes, yeah, so I have a website, of course. Um, my website is uh, crowningcommunications.com. And that is C-R-O-W-N-I-N-G, communications with an S.com. And I also am um, pretty active on LinkedIn. Would love to have connections on LinkedIn. And they can find me there on the Barry Crowning. And um, the spelling of my name, you probably will put in the podcast um information but it, it's k-r-u-i-j-n-i-n-g and on instagram people can follow me at introvert impact so those are some places that people can get in touch with me and uh yeah i would love to hear uh, from from folks um on my website i just wanted to mention this um i have um a library of guides for introverts and for the in- impactful introverts and um, not not for every introvert, but to become impactful intro- introvert leaders. And um, right now, um, I'm promoting the introvert guide for um, mastering difficult conversations. So that's a really handy tool to prepare for difficult conversations. Barry, thank you so much for coming out to the workplace. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thanks so much, William, for having me. That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. 
My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner. Provider executive coaching, facilitation, and training. Take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team, and organization.